Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Look, hear me out. Dominic Mysterio wins money in the bank and he cashes in on Seth Rollins and he wins the World Heavyweight Championship and he should be the first person to beat Seth. <laughs> okay, that's the energy we're bringing to the show today. I am Luke Owen, D.A.D. I'm joined by the professor, the truth, Dan Layton. Neither of us managed to capture the gem, that championship at the weekend. I came this close. Yep. As I said on the uh, the Night of Champions review, you're a gnat's dick away from winning the championship. <laughs> really was. And the real champion didn't even beat me. <laughs> no, he didn't, you know? did he? No. So I'll come back. I'll, I'll see you again. Coward that he may I know. be. Coward. But uh, this is the Wrestle Talk podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button if you haven't already. We are on our way to 85,000 subscribers, yes, which is when are. we're going to be doing our next subscriber goal achievement, which is to do another 10-hour live stream watching old wrestling matches. I, th- I reckon you press fast forward on getting everyone to click that subscribe button so that we can do money in the bank. So be such- if we can get yeah. it done by July, yeah. which is, it seems like a big ask, but mm. if we can get, we're about like 8,000 off. Yeah, it's not that, not of, impossible. If we can get them by July, that means we will watch nothing but Money in the Bank matches for 10 hours mm. straight. Are there enough to cover 10 hours, do you think? Well, maybe they will watch all of them. There you go. So you that know. sounds like a fun time, doesn't it? And if yeah. not, then maybe we'll watch the cash-ins as well. Ah, oh, lovely. So subscribe if you haven't already. Please do press the uh, thumbs up button on this video because it helps us in the algorithm. And leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. And whether you're not, whether or not you think Dominic Mysterio should win Money in the Bank. Yeah. More on that in a second. And if you're watching live, get in your... Ultra chat to wrestle.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amounts. Now, Daniel. Yeah. I feel mm. that <laughs> clearly you do. Well, start, you've got a lot of feelings to get off your chest. Well, no, okay, so I put this title up and I put this thumbnail up, mm. and someone left a someone left a comment being like, not a newsworthy episode of Raw then. <laughs> what was the, I haven't even seen the thumbnail on the title yet. It is should Dominic Mysterio win money in the bank with the thumbnail of next champ. I mean, I mean. So, and it wasn't really a newsworthy episode of Raw. There wasn't like a big talking point coming out of the show either. Outside, Mm. you know, some new women's tag champions, but that felt like a foregone conclusion more than anything else. Absolutely that. And I feel like, I, I said this in my edited review, all of the hotness that was coming out of the Saudi Arabian show, Mm. Night of Champions, was all the SmackDown stuff. 
Yes. It was like Asuka winning the, yeah. the Raw Women's Championship and the Bloodline. I was so excited. Like, oh, great. We're going to have the Asuka on. And they're on the other show now. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I feel like... Tempest and Sat. <laughs> House of the Black Mask. We've taken, we've taken away uh, Walter. Yeah. The monkey's paw then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so all like the, I think the really exciting stuff is kind of happening over on SmackDown mm. at the moment. So this felt was a very pedestrian episode of Raw. Yeah. It was like, here are some Money in the Bank qualifying matches. We've got some more of those next week. We've got some more coming in a couple of weeks' time. And here's, look, Seth is your heavyweight champion. He's in a tag match. Let's show him off. Mm. I'll be honest as well. Coming, uh, flying back from the Gulf to here was surprisingly long. Going all the way to Albany, New York is even longer. Yeah, like, it's a long flight, even though hours, corporate jets and all that stuff, comfort and all that, it's still a, it, oh, it's travel takes it out of you. So I don't blame them. And it's the first one after a show where we're now setting things up again. A lot of things were finished on the raw side of things. So we begin a new. Starting the new chapter. This is yeah. week one. If you're playing my GM mode, yeah. this, this is your, this is week, uh, week six. Laying out the chessboard. You've just finished all your rivalries and now you're on week six. Mm. So we're starting out the new pieces. So I, I, I don't begrudge Raw for being a pedestrian show mm. this week. It's just, uh, my point was more, there's some really hot things happening in WWE right now. They're just all on, on SmackDown currently. Yeah. But this episode, I felt was setting up some very interesting chess pieces and then i thought back on it and i was like oh i think they've actually been setting these chess pieces in motions for a little while mm. and that's dominic mysterio mm. he's had what three singles wins yep. on tv in mm-hmm. the, like the last four weeks or so beat uh xavier woods twice then mm. beat apollo cruz and then the opening segment of this episode of raw was seth rollins came out to be like hello i'm the uh, the new world heavyweight champion and i'm the visionary i am the revolutionary mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and out came aj styles and aj was like hey look i know i'm a smackdown guy now brand split lol but i'm just here to shake your hand and say that you didn't you don't deserve this and i went Ooh, you earned he this. fully simon cowled it i don't like it I love it. Like, he really did. <laughs> yeah. And, and the crowd went, hey, because he has earned this. Yeah. Uh, and this brought out Judgment Day. Mm. Balor and Priest and Dominic and Rhea came down to the ring and they were like, hey, look, any one of us could win the World Heavyweight Championship from you. Anyone, like, that's how great the blood, uh, how great the Judgment Day mm-hmm. are as a group. Not only did we beat the Undisputed Tag Team Champions a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that Roman Reigns couldn't do. Yeah, that was a nice touch. The bloodline are imploding. Mm. So that means that we don't just run Raw. We run all of WWE. Hard to do when there's a brand split, but we, we certainly... It's, like, not, it's not that hard when AJ Styles is on SmackDown. Um, so, you know, we are, we're the most dominant faction in WWE. Yeah. And it was like, Damien Priest was like, yeah, I could probably, I could definitely win the World Heavyweight Championship. And Finn Balor was like, yeah, I could definitely win the World Heavyweight Championship. Even Dominic Mysterio and the crowd were like, boom. Yeah, classic Dom idea. Heat, yeah. But they set this idea up. You know, there's the little thing. What? But what if? Mm. He's the joke option, surely. Mm. And then we got into the main event of the show, which was Seth tagging with AJ Styles, brand split LOL, to take on the Judgment Day. And they were like, all night, which two members of the Judgment team, Judgment Day is it going to be? Which two members of the team is it going to be? Who da 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 and it looked like it was going to be Damien Priest and Dominic Mysterio. But Dominic Mysterio was actually a ruse mm. to allow Finn Balor to sneak through the back door and get an earlier tag. It was actually Balor and Priest that were doing the tagging. So Dominic's not in the match. Mm. Do you know what happens when Dominic's not in the match? Dominic doesn't lose. Yep. Dominic doesn't have to be pinned. Mm. Damien Priest instead was the person who was pinned. They, you know, they, they like, you know, protected him in that pin by hitting, mm. like Seth hit two stomps on him to, to get the win. 
you know, this guy that they're sort of pegging apparently according to work wrestling as a future main event. Yep. But Dominic, crucially, I think it's very, I don't think it's by accident that Dominic Mysterio was not in this match and therefore Dominic was not pinned. Because Worked Wrestling have also said that Dominic is apparently penciled in for, for Money in the Bank. Mm. They think that he's doing great work at the moment. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just felt like there was a lot on the show that was saying, they're setting up that Dom could be the person. And if if not to win, to be like one of those, like, he's going to get those moments where yeah. he's at the top of the ladder and it looks like he's really mm. going to win. It's a really interesting uh, suggestion. It's a really interesting point. Thank you. And I quite like it. And I'll tell you why. Because there are, we all we talk a lot about the various kinds of heat you get as a wrestler. Uh, there was a prime example of go-away heat on this show a little bit later on. Um, but the heat Dom has is not like legitimately we hate you, Dominic Mysterio heat, so much as it is we really enjoy this character, but more specifically, we enjoy booing this character and we enjoy being part of the crowd that boos this character. It's almost like a competition week in, week out, who can boo him the hardest, which I really like. When a character is that hot, you want to do something with it, right? And it's like when Stephanie McMahon won the Women's Championship back in 2000, she didn't earn it. She didn't deserve it. She wasn't defending it. It was We all knew it was hollow, but she would walk around like she did own the thing, right? She's like, I, I'm the women's champion. I worked hard for this kind of thing. Imagine Dominic Mysterio getting a little bit bumped around in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and then on Rhea Ripley's shoulders claims the Money in the Bank briefcase. Rhea's key to that. Yeah. Like, Rhea being involved in the finish, mm. I think it plays a huge part into their partnership. And Yeah, what's brilliant about that is you have Rhea, who the crowd genuinely quite loves, um, who is still playing full heel. Like, she's not even entertaining the notion of, of pandering or whatever like that. Um... Yeah, and it works into this idea of people simping for Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, do you know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she that she's that she still disdains everybody. Yep. Um, and then you've got Dom, who everyone loves to boo, who is just playing his character to perfection. The in-ring stuff, you know, is fine, is broadly fine. Um, but the character work over this past uh, year or so now we're coming up on a year has been so so much fun. You want to give him a little bit of spice. The other thing as well, like I, I, you know, I've don't think a lot of people do agree with me on this. I don't like two world championships. Yep. I like just the, the one well, final boss. It's bearing fruit at the moment, but yes. But that's the idea. Like one of the benefits I would make an argument for two world titles is you can put it on a Dominic Mysterio. Mm. If you've just got the Blue Universal Championship, you can't give it to Dom and Dom can get the win. Like mm. it just seems like I would not have Dominic Mysterio pin Roman Reigns in the same way that one of the problems we had with Austin Theory last year was like, well, Austin Theory is just not going to cash in successfully. Like that's mm. never going to happen because it's he's not the guy the to guy. do that with, you know. Which is why they ended up just doing a little backdoor option of him cashing in on Seth for mm. the US title instead. But now you've got two world titles, you can put it on Dom mm. in the same way that you can put it on Jack Swagger mm. or you can put it on CM Punk when CM Punk was not their uh, main event guy. Yeah, it was like, you can you can do this because you don't have to run bigger risks of mm. taking down your top guy who's like your top merch seller and, and this and the other with you know this a risky idea mm. kind of like during the uh the pandemic when new japan were like oh we don't know what to do oh put the belt on evil and, right. and, and we'll, we'll figure it out after that and i was like oh i don't think that was the right choice but they were like well there's no fans in attendance anyway just we may figure as well, it out. well just we might as well take the risk on it mm. with two world titles you can totally have 
Dominic Mysterio cash in on Seth Rollins and win the World Heavyweight Championship. And imagine the heat from it as well. Imagine the sort of shock. The, the, when The Miz did it on Randy Orton, you had the Miz girl who remains iconic kind of thing. Yeah. You, you, you'd get a crowd reaction from it. It's worth noting that they did say on this show that you can cash in this belt for any championship. They've, they've set that um, up now, surely, with the, the Seth cash in. But, yeah, good but also, the- but also uh, with... Um, uh, yeah, it was Gunther, but um, but on top of that, I I then went back and we just this lunchtime just gone, just watched the CM Punk victory in WrestleMania 25, and it says there any world championship as well, and that's because you had three brands with three any any championship, and I, I thought that wording was interesting that even back then it was any championship. Yeah. So having established one Hundo P, this is for any championship. Dominic Mysterio, um, imagine imagine this as a worldview. Right, Dominic Mysterio holding the money in the bank, teasing, cashing in on world champions the whole time, um, acting like he could be the one to defeat Roman Reigns, and then in the end just pipping Gunther. Do you know what I mean? Would be kind of interesting. Gunther's a fun shout as well. Yeah. I, I think if you want to do this, go full out for mm. it. Because the other way with the other thing with Dominic, you've then got is he's the world champion sm- uh, and Rhea's the SmackDown Women's Champion. You've then got, and you know, Triple H and Shawn Michaels love to play up on things that they did in the past. Right. And you can have Dom as the hunter of the group, mm. Rhea as the Stephanie, the power I mean, couple. it's the other. It's, it's Rhea as hunter and Dom as Stephanie. I, I, but you know what I mean? Like, yes, you know, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah like, it works. You know, the, the man is the world champion and the, the, the female mm. is the women's champion. Is the power couple of WWE running this show mm. with all their plates of hummus and everything. And this is, uh, the, the joy with Money in the Bank is it's not something that ha- has to happen right away. So you can continue to sort of play with the idea and flesh out what you might want to do if you do want to go down that road at some point in the future. It's not, a million miles away from a good idea. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Look, I, here, I, I've got two options. My, my, my two big brain plans mm. for Money in the Bank this year is Dominic Mysterio, for all the arguments that I've just laid out there, which going by the live chat is not going down well. <laughs> <laughs> or it's Logan Paul. Wow. Because Logan, I was saying this at the Night of Champions party when mm. you know, people were asking me, like, who do you think could win Money in the Bank? And I was like, Logan Paul. And then someone I was chatting to was like, I mean, the great thing about that is that every podcast that he does, he'll have the money in the bank yeah. case behind him, which I hadn't even thought of because my big pitch was going to be he's never there. He's never there. So when he is there, mm. like when his music hits and he comes out, it then becomes a really big deal mm. that Logan Paul has shown up with that money in the bank briefcase. And what does that mean he's going to do with it? And I think that and, and then. Again, because you've got two world titles, you may as well put it on Logan Paul. It doesn't harm anyone. Mm. And then he's got the world title behind him on all of his podcasts mm. as well. What's interesting about that idea as well is that Money in the Bank as a... <laughs> so just, That's worse! That's <laughs> <laughs> left. Tonight's episode of the show is... Give us your best bad ideas. No, um... <laughs> It, the thing, the interesting thing about Money in the Bank is that it's a thing that we all love and we all like the idea of the cash in. But we were having conversations again upstairs because this is what you do when you do a a, a wrestling uh, themed entertainment company, as we have. Um, you, you talk, talk a lot about, about wrestling. You talk a lot about wrestling, and you and you plan. Okay, so this is the month that we want to talk a lot about Money in the Bank. Let's come up with ideas and what things we can talk about. And and you come to realize that Money in the Bank is is such an up and down thing. It's it's either an amazing cash in awful run it's a weird winner it's a it's sets up edge for the rest of his career i think there are more downs in money in the bank than there right. have been ups if, if we're if we're being, if, yeah. if we're simon miller and if you especially look at the past couple of years the women's one kind of is irrelevant which is unfortunate because they just get it and they 
cash it in the same night. And that's, that's I think that's happened again and again and again with the women's one. Um, with the men's one, it's like Big E, amazing, amazing um, winner, in. amazing cash in, does nothing with the with the title run. Or, Just gives it back to Brock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or like, you know, Baron Corbin's run or or whatever. Because he just has it and then just loses it. Jinder Mahal's only clean victory. Exactly. Austin Theory, who, you know, no one believes in and then suddenly cashes it in on a secondary championship and loses. Braun Strowman cashed it in for a match with Roman Reigns that ended in a DQ. Mm. Yeah. So you've got to think about what is it that makes Money in the Bank special? What is it that makes us care about the idea of Money in the Bank? And it is that element of surprise. And if you do put Money in the Bank on someone who's not there very often, but is a smarmy git and every Everyone kind of hates it's that moment of logan paul's music hits and he runs down to the ring you're gonna get a reaction and it shows the power of that briefcase now i don't want the world heavyweight championship to be secondary it unfortunately feels like it is so at the moment um i hate to say i told you so as weasel once famously yeah, said you know and and i i stand i hold my hands up i'm an optimist i'm a perennial <laughs> optimist i always will be we let it play out it has played out at the moment it feels secondary which wasn't helped on this show by him not really making a deal out of being the world champion not like being like i'm going to take on all comers who, mm. who wants to challenge me whatever uh, or even setting up a potential actual definite you are challenging me at money in the bank kind of kind of person um so you could do a lot worse than having Logan Paul be, but it is that same thing of because it's not Roman, you're still kind of vulnerable, you know. Yeah. It, the question of who de who defeats Seth is not as important or crucial as the question who defeats Roman. That's, that's a very good point. I mean, someone just pointed out in the chats there. It does kind of like they would make the argument that it does hurt the hurt the world title because then that's two of the three world titles that aren't on the show all the time. Yes, no, uh, yeah, which, I which I actually I had not considered. So that's a really good point, well made. Mm. Um. Which is why I think then Dom is probably my is my is my preferred of the two options that, that I am mm. pitching here. I, I I still want Cody, but I don't see that going down I, at the moment. Yeah, I was gonna but say I want what, Cody because I want I want the title on Cody soon. Maybe we'll come on to this a bit later in the show when we talk about his promo. Mm. I get the impression Cody's not in Money in the Bank, unless because Brock isn't going to be at Money in the Bank. We have to have something for Cody to do, but he's still selling that broken arm. And and you know, do you compete in Money in the Bank with a broken arm? Well, not only that, but his promo was very much like, by the way, my next match is yeah. Didn't even mention Money, Money in the, the Bank. Bank exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like you know, Matt Riddle, who's got his qualifier in a couple of mm -hmm. weeks, did say, "I have got a qualifying match in a couple of weeks." Like Cody never mentioned that he's got one. Mm. That's not to say that he won't. Yeah. It, it just, just wasn't the focus of what it you're wasn't the focus. About. But we'll talk about that maybe when we we get to it. Um, uh, I think Mod Mother is with us today. So Mod Mother, she can hear us. I just wanna, I'm just going to get a little little taste of the audience. I can't wait to see this. Would you like to see Dominic Mysterio win Money in the Bank? I can't wait to see how this turns out. And I also want to say as well, when I say win Money in the Bank, and in and in doing so, also wins the world title. Interesting. I yeah. I I do think that the next cash in has to be a particularly powerful cash in. It as in does. A we need one. I yeah. think actually. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, let's get into your ultra chats on this topic. Please do get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. Usually we have our nice little tablets in front of us, uh, but we realized that we left them at the venue. We did. From the party on Saturday. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not going to collect those until Thursday. Right. So they're back for the Dynamite review. Oh, great. But uh, up for now. Which I'm just going to listen. I mean, audiobook version. We're going to have to just look over this way to, to, to my, my laptop. And I'm just going to make this a bit bigger. While you do that, it was a great night, uh, the Night of Champions party. Thank you for everyone who joined us. Uh, what a what a, what a weekend of wrestling. Wasn't it just? Yeah. I haven't even seen Battleground yet. Uh, yeah, neither have I. I mean, I'm so I excited. Having said that, because like I, I was on, I was doing DAD duties yeah. yesterday because my wife was working. I haven't seen Double or Nothing yet either. I mean, it, it's I was did my review yesterday, but it's it's for me, it's a, a show that sort of starts kind of dry and then becomes a show that's pretty incredible, you know, which is which is great. Yeah, yeah. It's quite. It was funny listening to reviews uh, from the show. So I listened to Five Force review and mm. I listened to uh, your and Ollie's review and like listening to fan feedback. It was like this show had two bad matches, worst show of the year. And which I was is like, so interesting. I was like, that's like, such a weird way to look at this. And I, I think the the thing with Double or Nothing is is that that fatal four way world title match, which had a build that was kind of rubbish, unsurprisingly, was a, a match of the year candidate. It was so good. Um, so you have to sort of seek out, and and I I love how much I want to tell people about the weekend's wrestling. You know how much I want to tell people about the reaction that we all had when Oscar won, or how cool that moment of the mist was, or how um, Ali being folded around the ring post, or the way Jimmy did that super kick. You know, yeah. like I mean, people can literally see my reactions to. to I love you being in that crowd. <laughs> I don't know, I was like, I want to because I didn't. I was I was doing the, the 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 stream, so you were behind me. I didn't even see, but you're like, <laughs> and what was it like in the crowd? It was. Awesome. Yeah. Particular that that first super kick moment, but when 
Sammy hit the halluvi kick and pinned. Yeah. People were legit like jumping up and down and hugging. It was unreal. It was unreal. Yeah. It was such a good time. Yeah. Was... And I can't wait to do it all again. Yeah. And we will be. More details on that shortly. Uh, but Ben Vlerick kicks things off here to say, you know what? If Dom wins money in the bank and cashes it in on Rollins, whoever else is the World Heavyweight Champion, sure, why not? However, if it's Roman Reigns, yeah, that's a big fat no for me. But hey, with a second world title, you could do it. Oh, Still, yeah. I'm going to need it to be, yeah, LA Knight. Swear to God, if he loses his qualifying match against Ford, I will start a goddamn riot. How charismatic, how over do you have to be before WWE takes notice? Just do something, anything with him already. On a second note, wouldn't it be problematic if a joke character like Dominic, or where's a joke that's gone too far, wins a new world title which desperately needs to be taken seriously and properly established and might tarnish its future legacy? I don't think it's a joke that's gone too far. I do agree about LA Knight, and I think it's a shame that Ford and Knight cancel each other out like one of them is not going to be in the match i think the match will suffer as a result of that but i think that um i, I like the idea of la knight winning it because i'm a big i'm high on la knight like everybody else i don't think dom is a joke on too far i think it's a joke that's a joke or not even a, i don't even know if joke is the right word no I, if anything i think it's it's a shtick it's, you know but i think it's reached the right level yes exactly well. i think it's, it's exactly it's exactly where it's supposed to be and it's his bit it's his character work because i think if the joke had gone too far people would be tired of it and people would yeah be like and, and i don't think the booing that that's what dom i say about go away heat that that's, we do get later. that's exactly it like yeah. i don't think the dom heat that he gets is go away heat mm -mm -mm. it's enjoyable we like to, it's, it's i'm buying into this heat. it's mjf heat yeah yeah exactly it's the yeah. same sort of heat that mjf gets which is like oh, i just love to hate you mm, to I, be clear I, yeah i don't think dom is as good as mjf no. <laughs> <laughs> just before anyone in the chat starts misunderstanding what we're saying uh stevie howlin here says ria with the reverse james ellsworth to win money in the bank for Dominic oh, that's Mysterio. so funny. I love that. Yeah, idea. I, I, that, I, that's a nice idea. Well, but again, that's like the thing. We're, we're all sitting here being like, man, we've had a really bad, a rough run of years with, with Money mm. in the Bank. We need to have a good sense of win. And here we are being like, Rhea Ripley should win it for <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. But it's, it's, what, it's not even so much the winner itself. It's what you do with the winner. Austin theories didn't work, you know? So if you do it right, if you tell a good story with it, it's fine. So I'm just, um, there's a one coming up that really made me laugh. Uh, but we've unfortunately, Streamlabs has lost a username, so please do let our moderators Classic know. Streamlabs. Uh, who says, Luke is right about someone in Judgment Day winning, but he's picked the wrong one. Put Dom in Money in the Bank and have Rhea pull down the briefcase like Ellsworth did for Mella, but then reveal it's technically her name on the contract and she beats <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> Don't hate that either. <laughs> but this is from Kean Harvey. This is the one that made me laugh. I'm going to Money in the Bank for my first wrestling pay-per-view. Do you think I'll get kicked out if I bring a sign that says Dominic is a briefcase wanker? <laughs> I love that. Maybe they just don't know. They're an American company. You know, that's quite funny. Dominic is Dominic is a briefcase wanker. <laughs> Let's put it on a t-shirt right now. Right this second. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love that. I Ooh, love that. Ooh, briefcase. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Toff2 uh, says, hey guys, what if Dom wins Money in the Bank, but then Rhea, much, much, much further down the line, forces slash coerces him to give her the briefcase or gives it to Dominic and Finn, and this causes friction inside the judgment mate, and finally Dom sees them for what they really are. Nah, I want Dom to continue. I don't want Judgment to go anywhere just yet. I think, um, I think a Dominic Mysterio face turn is the last thing anybody needs right now. Yeah, I think I, I agree with on that one. Yeah. Uh, the Tribal Champ says, two-time Ultra Chatter here. If they wanted to turn someone face with Money in the Bank, example, LA Knight, they could do Logan versus Seth too and have Logan win the world title, then Money in the Bank cash in straight after. You wanted someone to... Oh, right. So you have... So LA Knight wins ah. Money in the Bank 
Logan Paul wins the, wins world, the world title, and then LA Knight immediately takes it off him. Yeah. That's not a bad shout. You know, you get a you get a good. Um, oh no, this is the worst case scenario. Pop, and then that, the money in the bank okay. is used to get the world. That's a really good shout. Yeah, because if Lo- everyone's like, oh my god, Logan Paul is the champion, and then. It- yeah, yeah. Because I like the savior has arrived, and then you get you get shots of the person holding that that belt aloft with an entire arena losing their mind. Yeah, to set up the belt as something worth it. That's your, that's your dog you pop. Awesome there you go. Uh, right, let's get into the rest of Monday Night Raw and see what else uh, happened or didn't happen on this show. So we had the opening segment that we talked about with mm-hmm. Rollins, uh, AJ, and Judgment Day. Uh, and Adam Pearce was then backstage on the phone to someone. Yes. Like, I, I need to try and make this official, but he's a SmackDown guy. And, I, and I, I, He said, I know, we're, um, I, know, I know we're trying to make this brand split happen, which was hilarious. Like, yeah, because, because you're not. Because where? Um, but I, I don't hate the idea of him having someone higher up who's kind of getting a bit mad about how this is going down mm. um i would i would like it to be triple h not vince like i'd like triple h to come in and be like we need we need new people taking actual charge of this show because i like an authority figure but i was intrigued by that as a little story because they never usually show him getting people's permission or talking other than that one time they had someone talk to him on the phone a couple of weeks ago about cody mm. And Triple H showed up. Yeah, I feel like are we are we setting up a mysterious figure, an anonymous Raw general manager? <laughs> like, is there someone who was actually in charge of WWE? Like, are we so? I, I don't know. I saw, I'm posing the question. Well, is, Triple H is, is referred is, to as the COO every time he comes out on screen. He's yeah. the on screen. So is he on the phone to Trips? I, I, I would have thought if he was, they would have just said he's on the phone to Hunter. Unless they, it's more of a. I mean, this is rare for WWE, but I have something implied, you know, because. Logically, Adam Pierce was on the phone last week to someone, said Cody needs talking to who shows up, Triple H. I wonder if it is a Triple H is the one who's, you know, overseeing everything, is in charge of everything. Adam Pierce is the official and he's, you know, struggling to and he's not pleased with him. I, I don't know. It, it was an, it was just an interesting thing that they made a point of doing it. Uh, we had our first Money in the Bank qualifier, which was Ricochet versus The Miz. I actually thought it was a very smart move to put The Miz in the first yes. qualifying match here because the theory, I imagine, is this is the first show after a pay-per-view, which means you tend to get a lot more new eyes mm-hmm. on the product. So with Miz in there, because he's a star, you can tell the story of he has won Money in the Bank before and cashed it in and in doing so got to headline WrestleMania. And also he's done it twice. They didn't talk about the second time. But he's cashed it in twice successfully. He he has. But the point was, well, they just told that first Mm. one because that's, you know, a good... That's a dream scenario. It's a dream scenario to tell. So I actually thought it was very smart to put uh, the Miz in there. Miz also had one of my favorite moments on this whole show, which is that he did a springboard and got a two cannon off of it and then shouted... I did a springboard. Yeah, it was great. I thought he was doing it because it was. Uh, it oh, was I springboarded. It was. It was that like he, his his two count wasn't good enough, and he's like, "But I springboarded. Isn't that how you win stuff?" Can I just talk about my influence on this podcast? Because that's twice now. Roll the roll the clip. Share the footage that Luke Owen has put the Miz over as a good thing. Okay, well I'm now I'm about not to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually wonder. Luke Dad giveth, Dad <laughs> taken away. But I do wonder if this is a, a, a bit of a character thing for Miz, because he also did a Hurricane Rana I loved in it. this match. So he did a Hurricane Rana, and he did a springboard crossbody. Mm. And his reaction of like, but I springboarded, makes it seem like, 
oh, I'm trying to do the thing that all the flashy wrestlers do, but that's not getting me wins either. Mm. So do I need to change up the way that, I, that I'm doing things? I don't know if it's like a little subtle character thing, but I kind of like the I idea that it, it is. Yeah. Um, but here's the, here's the thing that I thought about it, both his Hurricane Runner and his Springboard. Only the Miz can do those moves and make them look soft. Like <laughs> Hurricane Runner. didn't look that, soft. Hurricane Runner was soft as he did this crossbody that was effectively a pillow landing on Ricochet. Would it kill you to just leave the compliment for the Miz this one time? <laughs> it's just, oh, but I, I, I appreciate that the Miz is the king of soft style. Like I just don't think, like he's the only wrestler in the world who could do these moves and make them look yeah. soft. I love him. I love him so much, and I like this as a character, and I like that he's trying new things. Good for you, Miz. Keep going. It's like rice pudding. It's just this soft mass, just. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious, um, but Ricochet got the win, which is the right the right choice. Yes, you know, absolutely is the right choice because he can go in there, be the human highlight reel in the match. And Kevin, o- Kevin Patrick just no sold that shooting star press. By the way, like he just like <laughs> no, yeah, Kevin Patrick. I know, but it happened, and there was no reaction of like he's going for the cover or like whoa, or like look at the air he got on that. Just a, and he got the three count. <laughs> Kevin! Come on, Kevin. He basically missed the Kinshasa at the end of the year. <laughs> he did, yeah. He was like, oh, I just put a kick there. He says, finish, you mm, dolt. KP nonsense. Um, up next, we had a video recap of Zoe Stark attacking Becky Lynch at Night of Champions. And then... This was a rough segment. Oh. Well, Trish did this promo. I liked the segment. And it wasn't a particularly great promo, not helped by the fact that it was piped in crowd noise mm. that wasn't leveled out with what Trish was saying. And because she was not reacting to, to, the, to the she wasn't reacting to the piped in crowd noise, and you could see people were actively sitting on their hands during this. I don't think this needed piped in no. crowd noise. And it was just a, I mean, it, I, it works because a you people promo from Trish Stratus works because mm. like a lot of her character is. But then Zoe Stark comes out and she's just like, I made a statement. And I'm just like, this is just control C, control V from every yeah. other debut mm. promo we, we've had here. Then Becky came out and they brawled and they laid her out and put a t-shirt on her that said, thank you, Trish. And I think that this was not the hot angle to follow up from Night of Champions with. Because I thought the stuff in Night of Champions was excellent. Mm. I loved the Zoe Stark appearance. I love Zoe Stark costing uh, uh, Becky the match. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was the hot follow-up angle that it needed. Mm. I know what you're saying. And I, and I, and I do agree. I think that the promos themselves were a little bit wobbly. Um, but when Becky came out, I, th- I think I had a moment where I was like, God, Becky's cool, right? Oh, she, she and she's so cool. She's giving it this thing at the moment where she's she's not even like playing it up to anything. She's just sort of staring at you like, I'm going to deck you, you know? Yeah. I'm going to really take you out. And then when she does get into the ring, I actually thought the brawl segment was pretty great. And I think that it was it looked a little bit stiff here and there, which gave it, it, it sold it extra. There was the bit where, you know, it's like, let's put this t-shirt on her. And she's like, well, actually sit her up. And then Becky starts to fight back and she gives her a proper, you know, yeah. and, and I'm going to show you. I, I do see what you're saying, and, I, and I'm inclined to agree. I think Zoe Stark is going to benefit so much from not only having Trish as a mentor, Absolutely. but also working in a program with Becky, who is so good at doing a promo, getting that time backstage to work on segments together. If you want to push Zoe Stark and you want to have her um, develop, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm high on Zoe Stark, I say this every single week, I think it's going to be a really good run for her. Perhaps the way to do it is have Becky cut a promo and have them come out and attack her and say nothing. Um, but then you don't get time on the mic to learn what is does and doesn't work, you know, and you don't get that video footage to look back on and go, ah, I can fix that. Ah, I can go away. You learn by doing. Um, so I, I was, I was quite into this segment and I liked that final visual of Becky 
sort of battered holding a t-shirt that said thank you Trish I thought that was cool I like the idea in principle yeah I, as I said I don't think it was the hottest follow-up angle maybe maybe it was just the promo work that maybe sort of left me a bit cold on it because mm. it was just like particularly Zoe Starks was just the generic yes, I came to Raw and I made a statement and there was a couple of stumbles here and there yeah exactly yeah. and I think Trish had a couple of stumbles now as well yeah. and the, the piped in crowd noise like was just it was proper doing my head mm. in. I did hear a pitch though that I really like mm -hmm. you know we've been talking about Lita coming back to be the tag partner for um for Becky mm. I had a better pitch mm. Mickey James why the, the history between Mickey and Trish yeah but Lita's got current open-ended history yeah but I'd much rather see Mickey go oh yeah no, because because I, I think Mickey would do a better match I that. would love to see it but I don't want us to forget Lita at any stage I no. can't I physically can't I feel like we already have though no I'll never <laughs> forget Lita but also the idea of like let's say Zoe Stark was the one to take out Lita like you know mm. this has been in the works it, that's a very good time. point yeah, yeah. I, like that. I can't take full credit for that I did hear that somewhere else but um, but I, I, as an idea of it I think Lita's got a lot to do I'll never say no to a Mickey James run mm. don't get me wrong um, but yeah Indusha beat the lads in a heatless squash. I like a squash match. Um, when I care about the people, I'd like to care about these people more. Yeah. I, I, mean, I we're, so, we're given no reason mm. uh, to care about them either. Um, and that's actually not... I don't think that's anything that WWE have done wrong because they've had two squash matches now. They've got a mm. video package last week with a promo from... I don't even think necessarily Jinder. it's anything that they're doing wrong. I actually no, think... I just, don't, I just don't think this works. No, I don't, I don't know. But I can't tell why. No. Well, I, I, I think I've said this on a, a podcast previously. You could probably count on one hand the amount of times just doing squash matches has gotten someone over in the last, like, 10, yeah. 15 years. You need then Braun, a match where they have a moment. Braun is one of them. Yeah. Braun got over in doing squash matches. Ryback got over in doing squash matches. But there's, like, a bunch of guys that they've done this veer didn't get over a mask didn't get over in the show which is funny enough it's got veer and it isn't getting over mm. bronson wasn't getting over like they've had to put bronson into other stuff that actually is now starting to get him over because you like, want to i think you want to see a little bit of character Viking work Raiders and you want to see over. a little bit of work in there like how their tag team works and what their what their moves are like what they have to bring to a what is becoming quite a stacked division um yeah, they need a shtick. It's just, it's filling time, mm. is what it's doing currently. Um, we then got Owens and Zayn coming out for a promo. Talk about shtick. Uh, to brag about beating the Bloodline and basically say like, hey, tune in SmackDown, Bloodline implosion. Mm. Great day. Uh, Imperium came out and Kevin Owens lost his mind. He went full scrappy-do. He did. He lost his mind because they're like, we didn't even call you out. Mm. There's an unwritten rule. You're supposed to wait until we say your name. Then your music hits and then you come out. You can't just come out here and just start talking. What is going on here? Well, am I the only one who gives Ness about the rules? <laughs> Which I, I like. I found that quite funny. I thought it was quite funny as well. Um, I also liked, by the way, Sammy's line about how, you know, Roman, you know, you could have a headline the next five WrestleManias. You could be in the Hall of Fame, all this stuff. When you see our faces, we beat you. And I liked that. It like was, it was, you know, because now other people can say that they didn't pin him. They didn't pin him, but they did beat. But they did beat him, um, which actually, you know, for Kevin Owens, it's twice now because he mm. also beat him in in December. Yeah, in the other tag match. Yeah, it's amazing. How, it's amazing how quickly people forget about that. Well, I was New Year. I was doing other things, you know. Um, but Imperium were there to basically say that you know to spin that plate of the spin the Matt Riddle plate, essentially what they were there to yes. do. Um, in kind of in the same way that earlier in the night when Judgment Day brought up the fact that they pinned the tag champions, they were spinning that plate, which brings me to. 
this is a good way of doing what I was talking about the other week. Right. You know what I was talking about yeah. how like problem with Night Champions is they're promoting other matches but mm. actively doing other matches in, in place of it. So they would they had booked Gunther versus Ali, but were promoting Gunther versus Matt Riddle and, and building a story between Gunther and Matt Riddle. This, what they're doing here, is a completely different kettle of fish, and this works, which is you are setting up Owens and Zayn versus Imperium for the tag titles, but keeping the plate spinning mm. of Judgment Day as future contenders to those tag titles. So it doesn't matter that Owens versus Zane, Owens and Zane versus Imperium is a predictable outcome because you're spinning this plate over here. You're telling a story of Owens and Zane versus Imperium while also teasing a future thing here. Mm. But you're actively promoting and pushing this story. Because I suppose this thing over here doesn't actually matter whether or not um, those two are the tag team champions, so you can still believe that Imperium might win. You know, it's course, just yeah. it's just a case of we did beat them. We did. So, we beat the tag champions. Yeah, we deserve a shot at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is more than Imperium can say because Imperium have lost to them twice. Yeah, I, and this frustrates me because I I was so excited for Imperium to come over to um, Raw, and I wanted them to be built as this sort of like incredibly dominant force kind of thing. And I think there are ways that you could have done that and not had them lose all the time, not bore them off. That's that's what gets on my nerves when you feel like it's just like. For. yeah um and that's what i feel has kind of happened with imperium a little bit i wish that they'd been built up as a force not used as a few guys who can take some pins because yeah they take the pins for gunther it doesn't work for me and that's it because like on you know there are the show after wrestlemania mm. owens and zane beat oh no it was the, the draft it was the the draft that they beat. Yeah. I was about the first time they beat imperium so it was like the first show after the draft yeah owens and zane beat imperium yeah and then a couple of weeks later, they beat them in a six-man tag as well. Mm. But now it's supposed to be like, aha, uh -huh, future contenders. And then like in on the show, Imperium beat Alpha Academy. They're like, Imperium there, gaining some momentum. It's like, yeah, but I've seen the champs beat them twice. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's hard to... You're going to do a lot more work, I think, to reheat It's just Imperium. consistency. Yeah. It's just consistency. Well, it's, it's, it's the funny thing with WWE. It's the, the real like catch-22 they find themselves in, which is that they always tell us wins and losses don't matter <laughs> and until they decide that they do and they yeah. need to have wins before you do something. Yeah. Uh, but this it did lead to Imperium versus Alpha Academy. There was some comedy with uh, them calling Giovanni Vinci Baldi, uh, and that got over the crowd. It did get over with the crowd as well. Yeah, being like, "Look, this guy never says anything. What's your opinion on all of this?" Which was a funny little line. It was funny. And then when later on the, the the during the match, they're on commentary. The crowd start chanting Baldi, apropos of nothing, which yeah. really pops Sammy Zayn. Uh, and they got interrupted by Alpha Academy mm -hmm. with Maxine in Alpha Academy gear. Yeah. Sorry, Maximum Male Models. I guess your group is over now. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is not—they've not even been mentioned anywhere. They're not even doing the OTs thing anymore. No, no. Like they, we are—we have just dropped all of that, and it's mm. now just no, no. Maxine is now with Otis and Chad Gable, mm. and I don't hate it. And I don't hate it either. I like it because I really like the relationship between Chad and Maxine. I love it. I love how it's grown over the last couple of weeks. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Probably. Love Triangle. No. Well, kind of, yeah, but they they turn on Otis. <gasps> oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that, but that's also so, very good. So my so what I what I loved about the past couple of weeks is these little uh, little bits of storytelling, including but not limited to Maxine and uh, Chad. Um, Maxine ran away last week and provided the attraction or whatever that helped Chad win the match, right? Mm -hmm. And then they had a moment of, we did it, we did it, great. Then, then we have a stretch of time and then she comes out in full gear in the red with Shush, does a kick. When she did the kick on Valhalla, she turned to Chad and went, I did it. She I did a thing. And they were like, thumbs up. And it was like, 
We did, I did it! Insinuating that Chad had been training yes. Maxine. Yes. So I, I pitch that at some point in the future, they break, because she still comes out arm in arm with Otis. They break away, and they're the sort of unit, and they go on a lovely little heel run together, and it's, it's a love triangle that betrays Otis. Otis. And, and that sets Chad up for a singles run to eventually become world champion and own the belt for 2,000 days. Because Otis is hugely over as a baby yeah. face right now. Yeah. This, like, the second that this match started, mm. we want Otis, we want Otis, we want Otis. And then when Otis got that hot tag, the place went nuclear yeah. for it. Which is not to say that nobody cares about Chad because Chad's work is so good. Like yeah. People pop for his work all the time. So I, I like the idea of yeah, splitting off Chad and Maxine into yeah. their own little thing. I hadn't considered that, but I had, I'd had i been thinking, I was like, oh, maybe we like a love triangle thing of mm. like, she is clearly with Otis, but Chad is being like, oh, actually, no, it turns out you're hot and I fancy mm. you. I'm seeing... Uh, Oh, and then she she starts going out with a guy whose literal name is Chad. She starts going out with a Chad. That's so funny. I'm seeing Trish and Christian. You know what I mean? I'm seeing that kind yeah. of uh, that kind of heel duo. Yeah, oh, I like it. I want it. But yeah, that, that was one of the, the the fun spots of this match was they were having it. You know, having this match, and Valhalla appears and she starts like scaring down Maxine, but mm. she like ducks a Valhalla attack, and then gives her this kick and sort of like rocks Valhalla a little bit. Turns around to Chad and was like. Chad, I, I I kicked it, and Chad was like, "Yeah, you, you did. did." And then Valhalla stands up, and Maxie was like, "Oh, and I crap. made a mistake." Run. And off she, off she runs. They sort of like you know Scooby Doo mm. themselves away, and it was and it was very entertaining. This is delightful lower mid card stuff. But it wasn't a distraction finish for Imperium. Imperium won this match yep. clean as a whistle. They yep. outsmarted the the baby faces here because Otis tagged in. He did his caterpillar and stuff. Tagged him back in Chad Gable. They went to do their finish. But they low bridged Otis, mm. so he went out and hit the Imperium bomb for the win. So it's a clean win for Imperium to set them up as contenders for the tag titles, even though I've seen the champions pin them twice. And that Imperium bomb, though, is just. It's something. good, isn't it? Mate? So basically, what I'm saying is give me Imperium winning a load of matches over the next couple of weeks and then have a tag team match. You know? Yep. Make them win. Make them win. I enjoyed that anyway. Uh, we had Kathy Kelly interviewing Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi, which was lovely. Damage Control walked in immediately and said that they're dedicating this match to Dakota Kai. And Raquel said, look, we've already beaten you. Oh, God, we've got to be beating you. I'm so bored of beating you. Uh, and tonight, we'll win the tag titles. They didn't. Um, but we got, <laughs> we got a video package for Candice LeRae in all of this. Awful! <laughs> Hated it! I, Missed it first I time. I thought you might have hated this. Oh, so cringe, Grandad. Oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, do you know? So that that's a joke that comes from my friends and I, and the idea that someday, like, you, you show your grandchildren the things that you did for work, and your grandkids go, "It's a bit cringe, Grandad." <laughs> so that's just that came out of my head. I I hated every single second of this. Tell me why? Because it was just like it was like. It was like a, a trailer for something on CITV. It was like it was like kids show. I'm Candace the Ray, who's really good. Yeah. Like, oh, I just like fairies, and I think dreams come true. And it was supposed to be babyface, yeah. right? She wears fairy wings because she believes that fairy tales are, are real. True. This, this was look at the dream I'm living. Uh, tell me, tell me, this tell is what supposed to be. In? What dream you live? In? You never win on TV. Barely. Sometimes they're on TV. <laughs> Tell me that this is a heel promo. I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm begging you that we get three weeks of this and it turns out she's a really patronizing evil person. Because if this is all supposed to be babyface, I I just cannot even. No, I think this, this was very much a babyface. So thing. cringe. This, do you know what? This needed to be a video package for the way. Yeah. Be yeah. Because, like, 
we, we where the way been? Mm. Where that once Did you hear a rumor that uh, Tommaso Ciampa was in was in the at, was in Albany. Yeah, that was yeah, it was, it was a report that that Tommaso Ciampa was backstage uh, last night. Um, but yeah, like we had that one segment with the way, like with Indy Hartwell being like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're a faction now," mm. and being like, "Cool, yeah, he's coming." Four weeks later, nothing. I respect you there's, for doing. There's, there's three hours of telly. That's a lot of telly. I respect you for doing characters. I respect you for trying to create characters and do the character work. I don't respect you for the character work you've done. Please stop it. We could have filmed some backstage segments. We could mm. have done some skits like they did on NXT at the house and mm. stuff. But like Indy's injured, so you can't do much with her. Mm. I, I, I think Johnny's well. He was in that battle royal. No one she remembers kept he was turning in... around and she had little wings on. She was going, oh, I've got wings. <laughs> hated it <laughs> i don't think i don't think this was i don't think this was great awful it, it, it wasn't great and also I, if you're doing the way just, just do the way just do it just, 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 just do it. with them um because we've done we're a lot of weeks now we're since the drafts but we're not like von wagner like you know what's von, apollo cruise like what's going Can't on wait to see apollo cruise debut on raw <laughs> Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi took on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler who took on Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville who took on Damage Control for the vacant women's tag team titles Ronda and Shayna were so excited for Street Fighter 6, Street Fighter 6 that they came out dressed as Ryu and Ken <laughs> shout out for my video game fans in the chat uh, the, the sort of big thing they were trying to push here was the Ronda Rousey Raquel Rodriguez mm. stare down that really makes me feel that well I mean that, which is what they were setting up afterwards that mm. Ronda and Shayna have won the tag titles once Liv is better, we're going to do Raquel and Liv yeah. going back, like trying to win back their tag titles that they never really lost. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Ronda won by tapping out Shotzi. Uh, and Corey Graves said, forecast, for the, uh, forecast calls for internet tears tonight. I, I, I found that kind of funny. Um, this was my example of go away heat that we were talking about earlier on, which was the, the Ronda stuff. A had. lot of Ronda reaction was incredibly negative and one of the thoughts i had when they came out to the ring was god imagine thinking when ronda rousey debuted in that first run of that year that at some point she'd be in a, a mid-card four-way for a vacant title including raquel rodriguez and her third partner of the year like what a what a come down however uh, to be completely honest with you, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was a very good match. And I enjoyed especially the closing sort of sequence of about four minutes or so uh, where everybody hit something, everyone got something cool. I enjoyed Bailey's elbow drop. I thought Ronda's takedown on, on, on uh, Raquel when she's on her shoulders all the way to the mat was so nice. I wanted to see more of that kind of wrestling, please. I thought anything Eosky did was just intense and obscene. And I love her. I think Eosky is the best. Um, and I especially liked the Karens. I especially liked the moment where I thought the Karens were going to win the belts because they kind of tagged in out of nowhere, threw Ronda Rousey into the post, smacked her head into the post, which got an audible gasp from the crowd. And it looked like maybe they were going to take this opportunity and win it. And I wouldn't have been mad at it. I bought into the Karens winning. Yeah, I did. Um, and then so ultimately also loved um, the, the moment where Shotzi goes for a, a lovely move and Rousey just catches her in an yeah, armbar. She, she went for her like her her sent on from the top, yeah. and, and and Rousey catched her in the arm, of just course, her in the armbar for, for the and win. It was so smooth and so clean. And um, I've seen a few matches this week on various shows um, that haven't been that. Um, I think of the, the Adam Cole Jericho match where mm. there was a lot of open space. 
um, a lot of things telegraphed and they didn't quite work out on time. The timing was just off. I think of um, there was there was a match I've watched this week from GCW Lifestyle where there was a lot of I'm going for a move. I've slipped. I'm going for a move. I've slipped. Um, and I think um, what was really nice was seeing everything in this match work the way it was supposed to. The selling was tight. The the action was tight. And that closing sequence was really, really yeah, good. I so if good. we have a nice, decent run, because Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are good wrestlers. And they were destined to win the tag yep. titles. They won the showcase at WrestleMania. Yep. And essentially, we were just waiting for them to come back and win the tag titles from Raquel mm. and Liv anyway, mm. because they were always destined to be winning the tag titles. They won the showcase, even though they didn't really show up in the showcase because Ronda was injured basically and then I think Shayna also got a little bit hurt yeah. in the match. so we then had to sort of delay, delay that it. and then Liv gets injured mm. and Dakota Kai gets injured as well so yeah. we, the, the belt sort of fell into this limbo pattern but now they're on Ronda and Shayna my only thing I could possibly say if they're not on the shows a lot which they might not be because I don't know what Ronda's like schedule is looking mm -hmm. like I think that could hurt the women's tag titles in some way which, and they, like they need um, they do need something. My argument against that is it's kind of impossible to hurt the tag titles anymore. Oh, that's a good point. And I think that maybe giving them... Again, I, I, something that I love about NXT is my ability to just tune into an NXT show and see some damn good wrestling and go away and not really care. Um, and I wonder whether or not just giving us some good matches with these belts makes the belts feel worthy. Like, it doesn't have to be storylines all the time the promo that they cut afterwards I thought was broadly fine until Ronda made a D's nuts joke. A D's nuts joke. I was like, you know, they kind of make, like, we don't really care about what the fans think. And you know what? We're here to win stuff. We belts like, and, and it was, it was a good promo. And then she said D's nuts. So like, just maybe if you stop Ronda being Ronda <laughs> for a second <laughs> uh, and just let her be Ronda Rousey. How do we un-Ronda this? Yeah, make, make her Ronda Rousey again. You know, have, just have a look a bit. Because Shane is a good promo. Have them just batter people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also I'm really glad we called up uh, Katana Chance and the other one because of the, <laughs> a great deal. No, because they like to party. <laughs> I actually would really like to see Ronda and Shayna um, as now the tag champions can float between both shows. Go to SmackDown and just destroy Ela Dawn oh. and Alba Fire and win the NXT ones. And I just would merge like the belts to together. See, yeah, I'd like to see them merge the belts, but I'd like to see them have a match with it well also you I, know because i bet they oh because they're both scottish that, and we're going to be in london that's what i was about to say you oh. do that match at money in the bank the unification match and make it a good one kaylee ray and ronda rousey are you joking because the crowd will be so behind kaylee ray oh. and tyler dawn to retain and win the tag titles that ronda and Shayna just battering them and mm. winning will be even I mean, sweeter to, to counter your point familiar about whether or not ronda's schedule allows allows for time on the roster a month isn't too bad not at all have them have the match and have them win and, all, and as i said like if she's on tv every week then like my point is completely yeah, irrelevant I'm, anyway. I'm thinking have have um isla and alba win in uh, money in the bank if you uh, and that well would, no, no i think we're setting up for Liv and raquel to win the tournament them back. Well, sure. well, back but i uh i know i i, I imagine a star making performance that you could get at money in the bank I, I want that okay book it uh, we got a video package uh, of Rollins winning the World Heavyweight Championship. And then we got Dolph Ziggler versus JD McDonough, which so apparently good. was supposed to take place last week before it got cancelled at the last minute. It was quite heatless. Uh, and the referee called the match off with a double countout, which got, that was the thing that did get heat from the crowd. But I will say that JD's beatdown of, of Dolph afterwards did get a little bit of heat from mm. the audience. Mm. It was a double countout loss, which is sort of a, a nothing thing when they haven't even really started the match. Um but it was I did. Like, like JD wasn't looking to win. Like this was very much like, and I quite like that from like JD. It was like, well, I'm, I don't even care about beating you. Like I, yeah. just, I just wanted to embarrass you. It's just giving her. us a character. You yeah, know? it's it's, it's early that. days. It's a, 
better than squashes. You know, it's giving Absolutely. us an element of brutality. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was uneventful, but not the worst thing by yeah. a country mile. So Cody came out for his promo, uh, said that he lost at Night of Champions due to ref stoppage. But hey, Brock, you satisfied with this being done because you couldn't tap me out. And he lays out an open challenge for Brock Lesnar. Let's finish this. I've got one win. You've got one win. Let's have a match. I don't care where it is. It could be any time, any date. And he lists off, like, here are my upcoming appearances. Here are the shows that I'm doing coming up. I'll be at all of those. If you want to face me at any of those shows, be my guest. I really want to fight you with my broken arm and everything. Uh, you know, and he talked about how, like, you were beast enough to end the Undertaker's streak, but you weren't man enough to make Cody Rhodes tap out. I was like, mm. no, you know, but he did make you pass out from pain, which is basically the same thing. Um, and I, uh, my kind of point I made earlier was like, this felt like Cody was doing nothing in the same way that he wasn't really promoting the, the World Heavyweight Championship yeah. either. But was still involved. Yes, and he was then taken out by Brock Lesnar. So, yes. like, there is every chance that he has a qualifying match, but it's taken out by Brock Lesnar, mm -hmm. which I, I thought might happen yeah that's, or, that he's, was my or he's in the ladder match but it's taken out by brock lesnar yeah along those lines um but yeah i, I the, apparently like you know dave Meltzer was saying on wrestling observer radio that, like that is that's the direction here it's cody versus brock whether that happens at money in the bank or it happens at SummerSlam. Mm. but it's not like there's no conversations about cody being involved in the world title picture currently. the other thing that the um i mean of course money in the bank you can't go for roman so it's not necessarily world world title if, if cody were to be in that match but um, the other thing I think Meltzer said was that Brock doesn't take two losses in a row, so it was sort of inevitable this was going to end up in a in a three way, mm. a three a three a rubber match. Um, I saw a lot of the reaction to Cody and Brock at Night of Champions. It's quite interesting because I think a lot of people were like, I personally was fine with it. I am a Cody stan. Uh, guilty as charged. Um, and I saw people uh, kind of my my response to it was like, you know, he's passed out from the pain. He's given it a go. He never gave up. He never gave up. Um, and he's just so good. He's just so good. Um, he's great. What then the other the other side of that was this is the kind of stuff that got Cody um, in trouble in AEW with the fans because it was this relentless desperation for you know being the most babyface of all babyface, right? Which I do understand as a criticism. I think it would be a crying shame if WWE um, went too far with that before taking advantage of Cody's star status and giving him the belt. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that we're a little bit careful and a little bit cautious with the direction we take Cody in to not make him turn by accident. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw someone leave a comment. I, I might have been on the WrestleTalk uh, News channel, which, and I, or it might have been here on the podcast channel, but it's something I did agree with. Like This was a promo to me that felt like he has taken himself out of the world title picture just like he did in AEW was like, and I'm now on my own little separate, I'm in Codyverse. Right. This felt like a Codyverse promo of just like, here, I'm in my little bubble over here and I'm not interacting with anything else mm. that's going on. So I'm not involved in the World Heavyweight Championship picture. I'm not involved in Money in the Bank. I'm only involved in my little island project with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, I, But I don't know. because, yeah. But I, I just thought it was very interesting that Matt Riddle, which was the next segment here, was promoting. Was specific. Specifically, I have got a Money in the Bank qualifier in two weeks' time. Yeah. But Cody was... Like there was no mention of money in the bank whatsoever, mm, and um, I and I don't think that's not on purpose. My mileage with this is with Cody is quite far. I'll be honest. Um, I I I I'm I'm saying that to be cautious of it. I'm not at that point yet, and I do think there is something in this promo about saying like, Brock, we're not done. 
All right, we're not done. And I've got yeah. a broken arm. And then in a couple of weeks' time, maybe he does have a qualifying match for Money in the Bank. It's I think I think that this wasn't broken arm. <laughs> this, is, this is the problem with giving someone a broken arm in storyline. Um, is that? But it's a problem with giving Cody Rhodes any injury because he can't. He's now he's now had a legitimate injury that he fought through and a pretend injury that he uh, <laughs> fought through. Um, so you know, but. Look, I'm I'm a Cody fan. Like I, we, I said this on last week's show with the the whole like too cheesy question. I love it. Yeah, like, I love it. Like the, when we were in the uh, Night of Champions, I, I said this on the pod, uh, the podcast review, but I'll repeat it here if anyone didn't get a chance to check that out. But someone in the crowd at our Night of Champions party at one point just turned around with the biggest smile on his face and said, "This is so stupid," and I love it. Yeah, which is, and that's what that's I, what we're there that's for. What, that's what you bring Cody in for. Like yeah. that's the storylines you put Cody in because you do storylines with Cody that are very silly, but I love them. And again, to try and speak your language for a second, one of the things I loved at Double or Nothing was the Jeff Jarrett match because there was an element of absolute stupidity sports entertainment with Jeff is. Jarrett. I, and that's, that's why I like a Jarrett match. Like, I know people are down on Team TNA like mm. being in the title <sighs> picture, but it's like, but they always put on really fun entertainment, Memphis-style nonsense, like the loads belt. of interference, guitar yeah. shots and nonsense things. That is just really fun to watch, and it's nice to have. It's nice to have all of these things within within the the umbrella. You know, you have the the cinema of the bloodline, and you have the legitimate athletic competition of Bianca and Asuka, and you have Gunther, and you have Cody, and you have all of these things under one roof. Mm. I think it's I, I it still works for me, but I'm just I'm just I I think because it works for me because I love Cody so much, I don't want the groupthink internet narrative to become we hate Cody. Yeah. And then that I don't into think the show. I'm I scared. Think, of it. I don't think that will happen. Kathy mm. uh, interviews Matt Riddle backstage, which we spoke about. We said where he's going to be in a Money in the Bank qualifier in a couple weeks' time. Gunther walks in and says, "Look, hi Gunther. <laughs> I hope that you do win because I hope that you try and cash in on me and I can embarrass you." Cool. Yeah. Didn't mind that at all. Yeah. Liked it a lot. Uh, and then we had the Ronda Rousey Shayna Baszler interview that you spoke about earlier, where they said D's nuts. It was such a good interview, and then she said D's nuts. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura qualified for Money in the Bank by beating Bronson Reed. So I, I thought it was nice. We had like, you know, Matt Real talking about a qualifier mm. and then a qualifying match. I thought it was a nice little... I thought, I thought the Money in the Bank was a really good driving force yes. through this episode of Raw. Uh, and I, I really liked this match. Yeah. I, I really liked, you know, the start of this when Nakamura tried to do his sliding German, but Reed was too big and yeah. too strong. I liked the fact that like the, the, I felt that the crowd were way into this more than they are usual Bronson Reed matches, which, which I think it's working. The Bronson Reed thing is starting to work. Like yeah. we, we did have some pretty naff stuff in January, mm -hmm. but then they did the Elimination Chamber in February, and we thought, okay, that's the point. It's like, well, actually, no, this isn't really working again either. But I think just like time and time and time again. The, oh God, was that fe that was February? February. That was ages ago. Exactly. Yeah. We remember when people kept saying it was like, oh, this will be the start of the. Yeah. Yep, I told you it wouldn't be, but like it was. Now I feel like the crowd are getting into his matches, mm. and I think that's good. Like that. That's because they've had him in storylines and big showcase matches, yes. like the Triple Threat at Backlash, as opposed to just boring squash matches. And I'm going to say that's why this is a shame because I think um, this is this is the, the SmackDown we have Ford and Knight. Here we have Nakamura and Bronson Reed. I would have been quite uh, happy to see both of these people in this match. And yeah. I would actually have preferred to see Bronson Reed in this match uh, coming up. Because I think it's a great opportunity for you to see, if you haven't seen NXT stuff. It's, Corey said it on the on the promo. You know, we have um, the ability, you know, he, he, he thrives in that kind of big money match. That kind of yeah. big, high octane, high risk match. Um, so I wish Bronson Reed had won that. 
And I was just gonna, I just went to the WWE.com website because I was trying to see how many people were in the match because they had the graphic line. Uh, they the usually do six. Yeah, which would be three from Raw, three, three from, from, three Smackdown. from Smackdown. But I was trying to remember if there was like eight silhouettes on the graphic. Yeah, with two could be an eight man. Oh, And I think, yeah, four from Raw, four from SmackDown. Yeah. I, and I think because they've only got the one men's and one women's mm. this year across two brands with two, four world titles, mm. um, both men's and women's, five world titles then, um, you kind of do need to have four from one and four from the other. Yes, I think so. But yeah, I, I agree with you as well. Yeah, I, I saw some people were talking about this with the, the LA Knight match. It's like, look, I'd love to see Montez Ford in, in the Money in the Bank mm. match, but no, this does need to be LA Knight. Yeah. So it's a shame that it can't be both of them. Yeah. And I, I agree with that here, but I really did enjoy this. And I thought Nakamura, I thought Nakamura's good. performance was really, really great. He hit two Kinshasa's and Reed rolled to the outside. Mm. And they were like telling the story that he might get counted out. He gets back in and runs straight into another Kinshasa. So it's three Kinshasas to take down Bronson Reed. Mm. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Got a recap of Natalia's loss at Night of Champions, and then they announced that she's in a Money in the Bank qualifier <laughs> next week. Cool. Um, Saxon also interviewed uh, uh, Judgment Day. I've written JD, and I thought it was JD Madonna. Yes. I was like, God, I don't remember this. Uh, but Rhea talked about destroying Natalia. Uh, so next week, it's Becky versus Sonya and Natty versus Zoe in Money in the Bank qualifiers. So I want Becky and Zoe in that match so because I want them to have a moment in the match where they cancel each other out. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Or do they cancel each other out in the qualifiers and that means that it's, it's Sonya and Natty that are going into the Money in the Bank because I feel that's not great. I don't want that. I think, you, I think you're better off having Becky and Zoe in the yeah. match. Because I, I don't think Becky should win Money in the Bank. I also don't think Zoe should win Money in the Bank. So having the pair of them be in the match and the opportunity for them to sort of have a, a clash and continue the story. Again, I, I've got one eye on the development. That's why I wanted Bronson Reed in it because he's already on the sort of trajectory. The idea that he continues that trajectory. Same thing for Zoe. Great opportunity for her to learn in this kind of scenario in this kind of yeah. high profile match. Um, I think it should be both of them. I agree. Which actually was the last thing to talk about because then it's the main event yeah. of AJ and Seth Rollins defeating Judgment Day, which I thought was a good match. A good match. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Yeah. And that was the episode of Raw. As I said at the start, I thought it was quite a pedestrian episode of Raw. Mm. Uh, but I don't mind that. I thought it was just nice building blocks here, just putting some pieces in place for, for money in the bank mm. and some future storylines. Like, you know, my whole thing was like, it felt like the last few weeks of Raw was like, we just need to get through Night of Champions. We just need to get through Backlash. Then we, can, we just need to get through the draft. We just need to get through Night of Champions. Yeah. And I've, we've now done those three things. So we now can put some pieces in place for some exciting stuff. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was good. I had a nice time. Uh, I don't think it was anything to write home about. I don't think it's something where I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to watch that segment again. But um, when you've, th there's a difference, I think, between like, it's a slog to get through this show and just did that. Passed quite pleasantly. When, I, um, when the main event the came, job. when the main event came up, I was like, "Wow, brave to put that in the middle of the show." Mm. But no, it was the it was the main event of the third hour, so it yeah. did, I don't know did a good job of sort of making this feel like it flew by a yeah. little bit. I would say I would say three stars. It was a so that's what I gave it a solid three three out of five show. And three stars is a positive review. Like you know, yeah, of course it is. There are some people who are, who think that's not. No, it is. It is. We have got a poll. Please do go and vote in that to let us know what you thought of the show. Uh, we don't have any Patreon shoutouts to do because we've done them all. Lovely. Uh, um, but please head on over to Patreon. Uh, there's no podcast tomorrow because this is a five-week month. But next week will be a brand new month where mm -hmm. there'll be the mailbag, there'll be After Dark, there'll be Wrestle Behind the Scenes, and a brand new episode of Talk Extra. So go over there right now because there's like hours upon hours and upon hours of content for just excuse me, five US dollars. Mm. And that includes like 
30 odd classic pay-per-view reviews that Ollie yep. Davis and I have done like loads of months and months and months and months and months of after dark where we get drunk and have a uh, you know a few chats and stuff mm-hmm. uh rest up behind the scenes there's uncut versions of survival series you get how adam would book early access mm-hmm. get early access to monday night war and the monday night war booking podcast there's a whole host of things on there including most recently our review of tna sacrifice 2009 which had a fatal four-way of mick foley versus sting versus kurt angle versus jeff jarrett and i Loved it. Luke Owen's Happy Hour is the name of that podcast. A great time. You did. It was so, so stupid. (laughs) And I loved it. Uh, but let's get into your remaining uh, ultra chats. We've got the result of the poll. Would you like to see Dom win Money in the Bank and the world title? Yes, 63%. That's a two-thirds majority. The eyes have it. The eyes have that. Mm. Thank you very much. Uh, you are all smart. Quite two-thirds. Near enough. You're near enough. It's as close as damn it. Uh, Shaq here says, if Logan wins Money in the Bank, Rollins keeps hold of the championship Cashes in at Royal Rumble and wins the title and makes a big fuss about his challenger. Beats Rollins at Elimination Chamber and the Chamber match sets up Cody versus Logan at WrestleMania 40 to steal the show. I mean, it's that that period of time is the time when that kind of part timer is in in the show. You know, it's the lead of yeah. WrestleMania; they're always there, so that's not a bad time to do it. Yeah, Cody versus Logan. Um, I don't know, man. Like someone mentioned this in the, the chat earlier, which sort of caught my eye. Cody's whole like finish the story thing now that he's on Raw is the World Heavyweight Championship. It doesn't really feel like he's finishing that story. Like if if Cody wins the world title, and this is what we talked about when they introduced the new belt, does that feel like a satisfying no. conclusion? No, certainly not now. It doesn't for me either. No, but I also mentioned this on Night of Champions on the the podcast review. There, I'm so much more interested now in the Bloodline stuff that's not involving Cody. Mm. So I'm kind of not that bothered about Cody beating Roman. Which is why Cody should have beat Roman at the WrestleMania. Well, I know, but we, we can't have that now. I know. You know, we, can, we can't reverse time. And I'm now, like, I'm not bothered about Cody beating Roman. Mm. Maybe so, I, maybe I so will he can be... finish the story elsewhere. Like it's uh, the, 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 Cody's thing with Roman was never about Cody and Roman. Like it wasn't about Roman himself. It was about Cody wanting the belt. Like that's why he was saying he would take off Sami Zayn. Like he was like, I hope you win. He, he didn't care necessarily who he took it off. That's what's good about that. What one of the things I like so much about it was that it was all of the stories converging at once. It was so Cody the, wanted to do a thing, and so him winning the World Heavyweight Championship wouldn't be. No, he wants to go for the one his dad never won, which is WWE. I just don't think he needs to take it off. But it doesn't take really, it off Gunther. But it doesn't really feel like Roman take it has off Sammy. Doesn't, doesn't feel like Roman has that belt either because he's got the the Blue Universal Championship and he's the undisputed Universal Champion. It like but it's got the big WWE. We all know. <laughs> we all know. I yeah. mean, yes, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But I, I, I'm still, I still think of Roman's belt as the one that matters. Unfortunately. Well, yeah. And so it you know, let's say let's say Sammy Sammy does win it and then Cody can take it off Sammy at WrestleMania. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still into it. Uh, Noah says, you know that feeling when your favorite wrestler wins, you disregard all the bad booking and embrace the magic of wrestling? That was me with Nakamura today. I massively invested in his redemption and jumped off my seat when he won. One step closer. Yeah. Uh, Ket says, I think it's safe to say that the draft was done for a short-term ratings bump. Just look at the last one and the one before that. Why can't they just stick to a hard brand split? It's so confusing to me. Vince will be Vince, I guess. Uh, I, yeah, he's, there was re- reports of him being more involved on a remote basis, uh, yeah. which I quite like the idea of Triple H being like, sorry, that, that message didn't come through. I didn't yeah, know that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. 
that would explain why a lot of what I have perceived from the past few weeks and months of booking is we have a compromise show. We have a show that Triple H is, is writing with a few concessions. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I I would agree. Just uh, consistency is all I'm after in my life. I would agree with you on that. And like, you know, the, the, the draft thing, I kind of... I sort of made fun of myself mm. on the Night of Champions review, being like, "Like I'm the only one around here who keeps saying well, you can't do that because of the draft." Yeah, to be like, "Oh, well, Cody Cash in on Roman." I was like, "But they're on different brands." Mm. And it was like, "Well, you can do this," like, but they're on different brands. Doesn't matter. And I, but I, that's it. And then I was like, "It doesn't matter." Doesn't matter. And I'm like, "Well, why? Why do we do this then? Like, because why, why do we bother having this... the draft and the, and the brand split if three weeks later it's like, ah, we don't care." Ratings bump. Yeah, that's I, why they're, I, they're, well, they're it is. As Ket yeah. said, then it's just a ratings. Bump. And I, I even think that like you win the money in the bank and you can take it on the opposing brand. I just think that like that's you know just be smart, just, just do it. But I said this earlier. I was like, but does that mean Cody then moves across to SmackDown? Because yes, then you've that, got that's then how you, I would but, do it. But then you got a raw without Cody Rhodes. Okay, so you've got you build up your other stuff. That, but, the, but the problem is that's not how they're thinking. No, you know? of course it's not. So uh, John here, you know what? F it. Give Don money in the bank and give him the world title. Let him cash in on Raw. When was the last time we had a major world title change on that show? Probably when Big E. Big E cash in on Raw? Yeah, Big E cash in on Raw. That'll be it. Um, and have Dom claim that he's the greatest Latino wrestler of all time. That's a delightful sweater, Dan. Thanks very much. Tesco. John Wick, 1GM, says Miz won the WWE title twice. Why can't Dom? Plus, I love complete opposite in both companies, where MGF gets the most heat and can wrestle, Dom gets all the heat and can't. <laughs> Timothy said, if Rhea does win Money in the Bank and Solo is in the match, then I may finally get my most anticipated match in WWE right now, Rhea versus Solo. <laughs> Remember the stare downs in the Judgment Day Bloodline segments? I'm begging for that match. Thanks for all you do, Jam, I, that jam. I would like to see it. Uh, we have an, a lost username here. Please do let our moderators know. It's a Streamlabs issue. It says, I don't have high hopes for Cody in the long run. I feel like the cheesy stories and the overbooking will eventually ruin him like it did before. If he's going to go the Cena route, we hated and booed Cena for a reason. It's starting to seem the same to me. That reason was that Cena's matches weren't very good. That's what I was going to say. I think one of the reasons why Cena got so heavily, heavily booed is because the crowd looked at him and said like, he ain't the guy mm. and that guy is beating all of our faves and cody isn't doing that at the moment because cody does feel like the guy and cody doesn't have the worst yeah. worst punches in all of uh, professional wrestling and is having good matches and isn't pulling goofy facial expressions it does his little stompy feet mm. but he is like you know if he puts on a submission move it actually looks like it does i, d I don't think like cena's not just mm. the super cena that, that people got sick of it was also the super cena matches sucked the counter to my counter is uh, Bianca can also wrestle and she was having a little bit of that um, which is why I think that I think one in, one night in Puerto Rico I, it wasn't I, one night people people were starting to get I, I will say Ennard Night of Champions watch party that that audience there did not want to see Bianca win it was amazing There's like it's every what, single person there did not want to see Bianca win this is a personal plea to you all from me please don't let this happen to Cody we know Cody. We like Cody. Cody is really, really good. Please let's not punish Cody for bad decisions by a man with a pencil moustache. Please. Let's keep 
behind Cody. Let's be there to support him and allow him to finish his story, whether it be against Roman Reigns, whether it be against Gunther, whether it be against Sami Zayn, whether he beats LA Knight or Dominic Mysterio for the WWE Blue Universal Championship because it's got the big W on it and that's the one his dad never won at WrestleMania 40. Please, let's not let Cody get booed. I'm begging you, from me to you, just, this is all I want for Christmas, okay? Let, let's, let's, let's keep him going. We mentioned a lot the uh, the night of champions party um and if you you know you saw what happened at the night of champions yep. party you saw what a fun atmosphere it was and you thought i'd like to be a part of that i hope they do another one well we are Ooh. we are doing another watch along party for money in the bank at the long arm pub and brewery in shoreditch uh, tickets go on sale this friday friday at 1 p.m mm -mm -mm. tickets will be going on sale for that and the people that are in attendance that signed up will be getting 24-hour early access on those tickets. So you want to make sure you get those tickets fast when they go on sale this Friday at 1 p.m. Let me tell you this. The food, delicious. Oh, it was, wasn't it? So good. Oh, man. So good. The atmosphere, electric. Uh, it, was a, it was a great time uh, to a man and a, and, a, and a woman and everyone in between. Uh, it was such a good energy such a great way to watch the show to the point where i was like how good was that show do i need to go back and watch the show again to make sure it was actually quite good it was a very good show it was a very good show um all made all the better by being with a group full of people having the best time oh. just just you know what we're all a bunch of dorks yeah it's great to be dorks together yeah come be dorks along with us it's a great time charles berg says an idea for cody's character slash adversity he continues to have his limbs broken until he's got two broken arms and legs but his spirit isn't broken he sets up an elaborate rig that will hold him up by strings which brandy will operate and he continues to wrestle <laughs> uh a cash if dom is to win money in the bank then i feel he should win it by doing a repeat of ellsworth and carmelo in 20, uh, 2017 same with Rhea, maybe getting a riptide on someone who's about to win getting the briefcase while dom's completely out of it that's like the third or fourth yeah you said that and i love the yes idea it's a fun bit it's fun visual uh will campbell says hi guys i'm not sure what it is about cody and his promos but there's always some aspect of them that manages to pop me you weren't man enough to get me to tap out got a big kafour in a good way uh cody terminator moody says not sure if my last ultra chat went through but i'll try again anyway don't want to retype it here, but I tagged you in a post on Twitter of my fantasy booking of Roman versus the Usos at SummerSlam. Yes, I know there's more logical booking, but have a good day. Thank you very much, Cody, mm. for sending that across. I will have a read of that um, afterwards. Uh, Duo XM says, sorry for a not related ultra chat, not wrestling related ultra chat. I just watched the latest Patreon Clock Tower game and I wanted to say, I see you, Dan. It was a good, it was a good one. It was a good one. I was not on the most recent one because that was the one where that we played with Ivan from the Traitors. Right. So there was, there was a new one. Um, there was there was another one. I don't know which one has gone out on the Patreon. I'm assuming it is the one uh, with Cleopatra. There's a, there's a homebrew. Oh, there's a, oh, that means I've got something to watch this evening. Oh, I'm so excited because me and my wife are like we need like some we my my wife and I need some comfort viewing tonight. Yeah. And I think that's what we're gonna do. I'm biased. It's a good one. It's a good one. Mm. Excellent. I cannot wait. Uh, Cody, I have got your... Uh, oh, I've accidentally added that tweet to my bookmarks. <laughs> <This is laughs> well, like, you know. So um, I wonder if that's actually a bit of um, a new Twitter functionality there. Because I clicked the link and it automatically added it to my bookmarks. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but yes, I will, I'll have a read of that. Thank you very much. Um, and Bubba here says, uh, I have an interview tomorrow for a job to do with my degree. So uh, at last, so sharing the love with Restalk, who helped me so much through my university years. Well, best of luck Go to on. you. Here is my, here's my big bit of advice for interviews. If the interviewer says, 
How do you handle under pressure? You respond to them terribly, but I do a very good Bohemian Rhapsody. Nice. Yeah. Uh, here's that. my advice. Don't do this. <clears throat> don't. Don't. Let them hire you and then reveal your sense of humor. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, you know, if you tell that joke, it goes down to say like, yeah, a YouTuber told me to say that. <laughs> and then, you'll, then they'll be like, oh, we get it. Oh, we come. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or leave the room and go, girl power. Girl power. Girl power. Uh, right. Well, that's everything. We're going to end the poll and see what you thought of this episode of Raw. Sl very split here by the looks of things with mid winning out scoring 48% with 45 giving it a thumbs up, only 5% thumbs down. Mm. That is a hev heavily positive yeah. thumbs up show. Yeah. Very heavily positive. But we like you. to see that. But thank you all so much for all of your generous Ultra Chats. Thank you so much for your uh, generous time as well. Uh, please do press the subscribe button to this channel because we'll be going live again on Thursday with the AEW Dynamites review. And then it's all the usual good stuff on Saturday with SmackDown. As we are gearing up to adding in our fourth show of the week mm -hmm. because we'll be doing live collision reviews every Monday from right. mid-June. Mondays. Uh, Yes, we're reviewing them on Mondays. Nice. Yeah, I, I ain't working Sundays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if we have to, if we work Sunday, we were basically sat there and we were looking. I was like, God, if, if one, two of us have to work Sunday, that just messes Human. up everything else that we have to try and do in a week. So, like, mm. scrap that idea. Let's not review it on Sunday. We'll just review it on do Monday. Monday. We'll do it on Mondays instead. Uh, so, please do subscribe because we'll be adding collision reviews to this channel. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you next time. I've been Luke Cohen. D A D. That has been the professor, Professor Dan Layson. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 